This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Russia is threatening to confiscate the assembly plants of car companies that have suspended production in the country. Right now, it's asking the OEMs to clarify what their future plans are. And it fully expects some automakers will leave the market forever and said it's considering nationalizing their operations. According to Ward's Auto, most European and some Japanese companies, including Renault, Daimler, BMW, and Toyota, are at the greatest risk of a government takeover. But some Chinese and South Korean companies say they plan to stay. Right now, the shutdowns in Russia will cost automakers an estimated 13 billion euros this year. Move over Tesla and Panasonic. Chinese battery maker Cattle says it has the best battery in the world. It just introduced its third-generation cell-to-pack battery technology and claims it now has the world's best system weight, gravimetric energy density, and volumetric energy density. Cattle says its cell capacity is 13% more than Tesla's 4680 battery cells, even though it's using the same chemistry and battery pack size. The cell-to-pack technology is available with LFP or NMC batteries. The NMC batteries have a range up to 1,000 kilometers or about 620 miles and go into production in 2023. Speaking of Tesla, if you own its stock, you're about to make a lot more money. The company announced it's seeking shareholder approval for a stock split. Tesla wants to increase the number of shares and give that to shareholders as a dividend. Tesla last did a five-for-one split in August of 2020, and since that time, the stock surged 128% to over $1,000 a share. But here's something that could put a damper on the share price for now. Tesla is once again suspending production at its Shanghai factory because of COVID lockdowns. It's idling production for four days while city officials lock down the city in two stages to carry out tests over the next nine days. China, as you know, follows a super strict anti-COVID policy that can force millions of people to stay home. Tesla had to suspend production at the factory for two days earlier this month for the same reason. It produces about 2,000 vehicles a day on average at that plant, so the lost production can add up real quick. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Daimler Truck CEO says electric trucks and buses are always going to cost more than their ICE counterparts unless governments step in with subsidies. Martin Dom says it costs Daimler 25,000 euros for the engine, transmission, and fuel and cooling systems in a diesel truck. But he says even if battery costs fall to only 60 euros per kilowatt hour, it will still cost 24,000 euros for the battery pack alone in an electric truck. That's based on a 400 kilowatt hour pack, which likely returns a similar range as the diesel truck. But last year, the average cost for batteries was 120 euros 
or $132 per kilowatt hour. And with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, material prices are only going higher. And Martin Dom says this could cause Daimler Truck to put more focus on fuel cells since they don't need as big of a battery pack. The paint shop is the most expensive area of any assembly plant. It can cost hundreds of millions of dollars. And painting a vehicle is one of, if not the most critical parts of the assembly process. You need all kinds of special machines, Everything has to stay extremely clean and do it all while curbing the amount of missions going into the air. Otherwise, it shows up in the final product, and paint is one of the first things a customer sees. That's why Porsche's investment in a new paint shop is so important. It added an additional color mixing bank, which allowed it to increase its list of pre-approved paint options to 160. And now it doesn't have to slow production to add in a special color. Before it was able to paint five cars a day, but now it can do 20, which is 120 per week. And that will help Porsche meet the growing demand for its vehicles. Hyundai has been on a product tear lately, coming out with all kinds of new models. But this year, there's a bit of a lull in the action so it's concentrating on promoting its N and N-Line performance lineup, which includes the Elantra, Veloster, and Kona. A quick explanation. N is the high-performance version of these cars, while the N-Line is a step down from that. The N-Line gets you all the trim pieces, but not all the performance bits. Roughly speaking, the N-Line adds about $4,400 to the base price, while the N adds about $7,500 on top of that. The Elantra N, for example, is just under $32,000. And here's what you get when you step up into the N, a two liter turbo that cranks out 276 horsepower and 289 pound-feet of torque. That's 81 horsepower and 94 more pound-feet of torque than you get with the 1.6 liter turbo that's available in the N-Line. You also get the choice of an 8-speed DCT or a 6-speed manual with rev matching. An electronic limited slip differential helps you put down the power when you need it, and there's two cool electronic features you wouldn't expect to see in a car of this class. One is launch control to help you get off the line as fast as possible, and the other is what Hyundai calls grin shift. Push the red button on the steering wheel of the Elantra or Kona, and you get 20 seconds of overboost, which adds another 10 horsepower. It's kind of like the push to pass button that they use in IndyCar. The end cars also get bigger brakes. The front 14.2 inch rotors are over three inches larger than the ones in the end line while the rear 12.4-inch rotors are over 2 inches bigger. And you get a choice of Michelin Pilot Sport Plus S or Pirelli P0 tires, which are mounted on 19 by 8-inch wheels. To enhance the handling, the Elantra features a cross-frame bar in the rear that increases torsional stiffness by 29% and steel rings on the tops of the front struts to add more rigidity. Inside, well-bolstered bucket seats keep you firmly in place, and there's a 12.25-inch cluster on the center console
that will even display performance data. Bian cars are a blast to drive. While they're quick, their real forte is in the chassis dynamics. They handle well, are quite predictable, and easy to hustle around an autocross or a lap a track. Hyundai is out to conquest customers with these cars. It's targeting people who would otherwise consider a Golf GTI, a Honda Civic Si, or Subaru WRX. And those are iconic names, but Hyundai believes it has the hardware to take them on. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Here's another incentive to get automakers in the U.S. to speed up their transition to electric vehicles. NHTSA is boosting the penalties that automakers have to pay for missing fuel economy targets. Previously, the fine was $5.50 for every tenth of an MPG that they missed the target, multiplied by every vehicle sold. But for the last two years, it jumped to $14, and now it's going to $15 for 2022 model year vehicles and beyond. The penalties were set under the Obama administration, but were delayed during Trump's time in office. NHTSA estimates the fines for 2019 model year vehicles will total $294 million. We've been comparing the top automakers in the world according to who sold the most cars, who brought in the most revenue, and who posted the highest profits. But now let's look at which automaker made the most profit on every vehicle it sold. And Mercedes-Benz tops the list at nearly $6,000. But look at who's in second place, Tesla. And we think that it will pass Mercedes sometime this year. BMW is not that far behind Tesla. And then there's a drop to Ford and Stellantis. Surprisingly, Volkswagen and Toyota are in the sixth and seventh spots. We would have thought their economies of scale would make them more profitable. General Motors is in the eighth place, and it's probably so far down the list because it sells a lot of low-margin cars in South America and China. Honda is in ninth place, and it's surprising to see Hyundai in tenth and only making a profit of $703 on each car it sells. And if you like this information, we did a video on it that has a lot more analysis, and you can check that out on our YouTube channel or look for the link in today's transcript. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.